0: One, two. Hey yo, low ladies low and five. gentlemen, you were not tuned in. Not tuned in. Esto uh-huh. esto the Hangeo. Hangeo.
1: What is going on, todo mi gente? Welcome back to the Hangale Podcast. Today we're gonna to be recapping everything that happened in the Latin Grammys and big news ahead of said Latin Grammys. There was a quite big name that was announcing his retirement, and we'll talk whether or not Anuel AA is actually going to be retiring. Obviously, came out with that song and gave a lot of heartfelt words in regards to how he's feeling and what he's going through at the moment, but we got all of that and plenty more to talk about here on The Hangel, but before I get ahead of myself, let me introduce, as always, my two co-hosts. Yes, we got both of them here today. It is none other than Miss Gary Torres, and it's my twin from LA, Ivan Hernandez. How are we both doing? Chilling, man, chilling.
0: Um, I think that it's kind of funny, look, thinking back to our conversation uh, just a couple days ago, pre-Grammys, and to see what actually happened. Uh, it's kind of like we predicted the future a little bit, or we're just predicting the pattern of the Grammys.
1: It, it is. It's crazy, and I think you and I were talking a lot on Thursday. And uh, uh, whilst the Grammy were going on, um, I, I, I was I was watching it, and you were gonna watch it a little bit later. But uh, as the day was unfolding, we we had a pretty big conversation, and we had a couple of laughs, but we also had a couple of shockers. So it's gonna be interesting to to kind of jump into that and and talk a little bit more about that. But Gotti, you're finally back, and we only had you for about 15 minutes last week. But now, hopefully, fingers crossed, we get you for the entirety of the show. How are you, Gotti?
2: I'm good I'm happy to be live recording with you guys so I know there's lots lots to talk about um regarding the Grammys which I already gave kind of my side of that last week um so but yeah the whole uh, it's a really hot topic so we definitely have to talk about that for sure
1: this is someone we definitely even talked about last week, prior to the Grammys and stuff like that, right? We, we we talked about him and all that controversial kind of things going and surrounding around him, whether or not some of that. You know, was the reason why he's ending up doing this? We'll, we'll get into that a little bit further, but uh, let's start off where we left off last episode and let's let's recap what happened in the Latin Grammys. We came at you guys, we guys gave you guys a pretty good re uh, preview of what was going on, what we thought was going to happen. Um, and let's just put it this way we know nothing of what the Latin Grammys have in mind whatsoever. <laughs> if you go back and you listen to our preview as to what actually happens. It it's it's like we just completely don't even know what we're talking about, which uh, I thought was hilarious. Um, and, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But, Ivan, how did you feel coming away from the Grammys, knowing what we talked about, and then seeing just a whole bunch of stuff unfold differently?
0: Well, I mean, I guess I kind of alluded to in the little uh, hello section just a couple minutes ago. But I think that, uh, to no surprise, uh, we saw a lot of, uh, you know, awards go in the opposite direction of our hand, you know? That's not really a shocker. Um, I think that for me, the biggest thing that stood out, though, that incorporated Argente was really that Rosalia and Osuna kind of racked up a lot of awards for their um, their song together. And I kind of thought that that was, I mean, to me, that was a little surprising. I'm not shocked that they won one, but that they got like multiple. I thought, okay, that's, that's kind of like, it gave me hope almost that they would kind of get the rest of the awards, you know, right according to our standards. But um, so it's kind of like, I don't know, again, like I know I, I said kind of that I think it goes a lot to go with image per se. They kind of want to award, those big token awards to, you know, artists to have a certain image. And, you know, maybe Rosalia and Osuna kind of fit that a little bit, but they didn't want to really give those away to, you know, me like an Anuel who actually went, I think, oh for 7. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know he's a topic of the discussion, but uh, yeah, it's just kind of shocking that, again, you know, a guy like that goes oh for 7, but then you kind of hand out a few to Rosalia, um, I know Balvin got a few. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. But, yeah, to me, that was really
1: my biggest surprise that they got as many as they did. I think, um, I, I, I think, and a lot of people are going to be like, wait, I didn't see Osuna or Rosalia win anything at during the performance. But it's, it's, some of these kind of awards were actually handed pre Grammy, actually, which is, I think is weird. Really weird. A lot of awards got handed out um, yeah. very much. I mean, if you think about prior. it, if
0: they aired, Every single award, it'd be like a nine-hour show versus they gotta compress it into what like two and a half, three, that which is, is already
1: a long show. It it did feel sometimes a bit long, um, but I mean no, nevertheless, it was it was pretty much a pretty good fun. Um, it was a fun Grammys overall. I enjoyed them, um, at least from the performing aspect of it. I don't know, did 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 you see it the same way or no?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the performances are kind of really what you watch, you know, Just despite maybe you're obviously rooting for your your artists to win and the albums that you liked to win. But I think that, you you know, obviously the performance aspect is a big reason why people watch these award shows. And I thought, you know, for the most part, it was entertaining. I liked the opening kind of with like a generic uh, brand, if you will, of, you know, the salsa, the salsa tribute. That's always cool. You know, I thought that was great um and then you always have like the interesting collaborations to kind of like maybe forcefully pair um but yeah i think that the performances were good um i thought that anitas was probably my favorite just because i felt like she kind of even though i feel she got cut short i think that she kind of she was the one i think best represented who she is as an artist i mean she's like the culmination of three different you know languages and cultures if you will Um, The women's damn trilingual, and I think that she got to display that. So I thought
1: her performance kind of best showcased who she was the best out of all of them. Definitely. I um, I, I definitely enjoyed her performance. Um, Bobby's was a good one as well. Um, I liked the opening. That was pretty cool. Um, I, 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 I'm a sucker for a good salsa song. So, the opening, I was like, okay, I'm really hyped. I'm really pumped for these Grammys. I was like, I saw my boy Rao Alejandro out there singing with Evie Queen, and uh, I was like, okay, I like it. I like where this yeah. is going. You had um, to get
0: your two left feet out, huh?
1: Yeah, definitely did. <laughs> and then, um, I mean you saw you, we already had an idea of what the performances were gonna be, not how they were gonna be displayed, but as to who was gonna be performing. Um Bad Bunny, how did you how did you like their the, his performance? I
0: think Bad Bunny was more preoccupied with showing off that he has the first Bugatti in Perre than anything else, to be honest. Like what, <laughs> what, what we what did we witness with
1: like uh, I, like, I I don't even know what that first part was, to 4x4, be honest.
0: 4x4, like, uh, whatever those little, like, little motorcycle things are. Bugatti, I like, is know. he going to take off? Are we going down a runway at an airport? What are we doing? And I was suddenly, like, yeah, then 80s again. Like, I, I don't know, man, don't get me wrong. It's entertaining. It's entertainment value, but I was just like, okay,
1: guy. Yeah. I, I mean, Katty, were you able to catch Bad Bunny's performance?
2: No, I wasn't.
1: I'm, I'm. So yeah, I mean, it it was interesting his performance. Um, at the end of the day, I think you're right, Ivan. I think he was. Uh, he was a little bit more preoccupied with showing off that, uh, that nice car of his. But, well, um, let's, uh, let's let's talk the the Grammy as a whole. Um, obviously we've talked about it previously. You've mentioned it right now, Ivan. The Grammys, obviously. They, they want to continue to be kind of seen as uh, the pinnacle of awards for the music industry in and around the world. And so when you, it, it's not a big surprise that the only reggaeton artist that really gets a Latin Grammy is J Balvin. And I think it's because of what Jay Baldwin kind of stands for, what he's been doing, right? He's him and Bad Bunny, uh, you know, two people that are very vocal. Uh, you know, they try to uh, be leaders of of their own culture and and where they come from, and, and try to implement the right things. You know, whether it's with uh, government, uh, you know, whatever the situation is going on in the world, they try to put a good face forward. And it's no surprise that the Latin Grammys would have picked them to receive their award as compared to maybe an Anuel, or you know some people that maybe throughout the year have maybe not been in the best light per se in regards to the music industry but do you think that in a way takes away from the grammys itself
0: i mean i think that again it goes back to you know when the grammys does things like that or kind of you know hands them out in the way they just, again, just patterns you know, seems to consistently do it, kind of, they demerit their own award. You know, you want to say the Grammy is, you know, what every artist aspires to win, but when they're giving them out for what seems to be like a separate or hidden agenda, you know, it's kind of like, well, it really makes it hard to value the award. But I think that with Balvin, though, like you said, I mean, he, you know, he obviously performed Rojo and I know we had spoken on this song last week. Uh, and it says, is it a good song? Yeah, but it's not, you know, maybe one of the ones that was hitting more like the other one, other songs that were nominated. But I think that really what comes with Balvin is that he's always an artist that's message-driven. You know, like you look at his album, Colores, that one urban um, album. I, have, I know a lot of people that would probably argue that the Bad Bunny album was better or that Oasis was better or that Emanuel was better. But that's because they're missing the fact that Colores is a concept album. Like when's the last time an artist took literally 10 colors so 10 songs 10 artists 10 um different um collaborators and said let's go let's each make a song that's unheard of you know and yeah. each of the in each of them like the concept and vibe of the song matching the color that's brilliant that's brilliant that, to me that's like you know like that's a brilliant concept album and so yeah i mean if all you want to do is like you know hear a bass and a beat then for sure bad boy is better to you you know and i think that he in my opinion he deservedly won that award and in my opinion i think he got the award because kind of like you're saying like kind of like the meaning there's more to there the just surface kind of like here's the music there's always like more with balvin and it's kind of who he is you know he says there's J Balvin and there's jose that's something he made up you know it's kind of like you kind of get the two in one with colores and the two in one with what he's doing with Rojo and kind of really just kind of saying, yo, man, the world's in a messed up place and we need to like unify as a people. And I and I vibe with that.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And 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 just to, just to say that, you know, Balvin won, I, I want to kind of give the category that he did win for. It was Best uh, Urban Music Album. So it wasn't even one of the big kind of heavy hitter lists that he was nominated for, right? But it was for kind of his own kind of bracket, La Musica Urbana. They said, you know what? And, and and by what you just said, it completely merits it. But I think that a lot of people, when they when they look at music and, and when they think of an album, they don't necessarily dissect it in the way that you just kind of put it out there. They more or less go into like, oh my God, this song is cool, this song is not cool. They, they don't go into the whole concept of, okay, what's the message around the album as a whole? What came into it? What is the concept of it? And I think when you put into that context, what Bobby did with all these different colors and, and all these different kind of messages across the board, then by, uh, he blew it out of the water. Cause I mean, it's not even, and I don't I really don't want to put compare these two albums together. Cause I know God, hates the one we do. But when, if, if you look at the bad bunny album, I mean, yeah, it's a good, it's a good album. It's got good songs and all that stuff, but it, it doesn't compare to what Bobby planned for the his Colores album to be right. That just put some good songs together, some great collaborations. Um, But does it really tell a story? Does it, does it really convulse in a way that Colores doesn't, you're just like, my goodness. Like when, once you sit down there, you dissect it and saying, you know what, these these songs are not going to be the ones being played at the club, but, there's a message across the board, uh, up across the board, that anyone across anywhere can um, can enjoy that, and I think that's why he wins it. Um, but it wasn't enough for him. It wasn't it, all of this that we're kind of saying kudos for. It wasn't enough for him to win best album of the year. Um, and uh, why don't we just start there? Why don't we start at album of the year? It's it's by far the biggest. Uh, it's the biggest award you could get in the Lion Grammys. It's it's the last award they give out on, on on the night, and it's kind of what a lot of people are highly anticipating for. So, for album of the year, we had Yo Hago Lo gana, Oasis, En Colores, kind of going toe-to-toe right there, trying to make sure that we can see whether or not one of these was going to be, you know, given the, the number one spot. And we kind of didn't really give... Any chance to even the winner? To be honest,
0: <laughs> and, and, well, and, and, I mean, we're not supposed to because you know she's not in our genre. Shout out to her, but like, yeah, you know, she, I'm not supposed yeah. to be considering her for the award.
1: So, I mean, we kind of all had this kind of like musikarvanahada, and was like, all right, as long as our genre wins, I think it's a win, and then we can discuss whether or not it was a fair win, right? I was like, first let's get to the first step, and then we'll 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 go and dissect the second. But we couldn't even get there. So the Latin Grammys uh, go and give uh, the award to Un Canto por México, Volume One, Natalia uh, La F- La. F- oh God, uh, La F- La. Focada. Yes, La thank forcare. you, Cadi. <laughs> we got Cadi right back on. We have a bit of technical issues trying to get her, but yes, Cadi is here. And thank you for that pronunciation. So Un Canto por Mexico wins. I mean, Kari, are you even shocked at the fact that this wins and not Yo Hago Lo que me da gana Oasis, or Colores?
2: I mean, just seeing how last year the Latin Games were controversial and then kind of some of the wins this year, I don't know if they're trying to balance something out. I said last podcast, reggaeton should just have their own awards, period. Like, they shouldn't even be messing with, the Latin Gramis, i feel like no one's happy everybody's going to criticize everybody's criticizing that you know reggaeton has a lot of people uh has a lot of new artists and it's always uh, a genre that's kind of going mainstream and they don't give enough credit for here for other artists i just think at the end of the day reggaeton should have their own awards and i will go to the awards when that happens um i mean i think you know i I'm not even shocked. Carlos vives won something and like I told last podcast, why why he <laughs> always wins mean something. Listen to him. No, I never just he doesn't open the radio. Where where are these people listening to him? I really want to know. No disrespect, but I really want to know because he always wins something and I I think he's just along for the ride every year. So, you know, shout well, out I don't to Natalia, take... but you know. Yeah.
0: I don't want to take credit from an artist that works hard. Because, I mean, it seemingly, it seems that like Carlos Vives is one of those guys because he's always mentioned. So he's obviously working hard. But, but what I is he that,
2: doing, Ivan?
0: I don't know. But I think that that's why. So, okay, first of all, I just want to say that last year when Rosalía got it, that was the first time in, like, 50 years or something that, like, a solo female artist had won an album of the year. Mm-hmm. So back to back for the ladies. And that
2: album, shout out to Rosalía. Right? That album, El Maquer was bomb.
0: But even with that, I think that again, like if you look at Album of the Year, I just don't see the Grammys giving Album of the Year to an urban artist. Yeah, got it. Because I mean, even though she's covering Urban Handle, like she's not, she doesn't have, you know, at the time at least, she wasn't extra, you know, urban looking or urban, you know, repping. Um, and I think that that's, I honestly think that's part of the, the issue here that these people that are voting for these albums and going off of, like image and like what you represent not without really taking into account that like you could have a banging album and deliver great music with great concepts but be from the urban genres.
1: Yeah and and is this to say that we is, is this to say that the música urbana just can't compete with other genres? Is is this to say that we're 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 below par the rest of the winners? Because I feel like at me. this point, I, I mean, I feel like at this point we've run kind of the world in a sense.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I I, I completely agree. I mean, even I'm trying to think of like a, a pop artist, like even like a Jesse and Joy that's actually nominated for Album of the Year. Like, you know, their biggest songs right now on the radio are all collaborations with an artist from the reggaeton world. Mm hmm. You know, but then when it comes to giving the award, we can't seem to give the award that holds the highest merit to an artist from a head or urbano. So I don't I don't understand. And I think that, again, not to say these other artists don't deserve it, didn't work hard, didn't whatever. But it seems like year after year after year, you're nominating our guys and ladies to just kind of put them on the sheet with no intention of awarding them anything. And that, yeah, goes, like back you... to that, that goes back to the strike. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and and I thought that's why they were going to try to kind of maybe vindicate themselves from that and maybe give out a little bit more extra awards to people from La Musica Urbana. Um, that's why, to my surprise, we came out with two on the night, which was J-Bobby and then Bad Bunny, which Bad Bunny's award, by the way, um, I have it right here. It was for, uh, what was it for? Best? Uh, Yes, burst, Best Urban Fusion Performance. So urban, that was again under fusion. under the same category of, kind of J Balvin with it's La Musica Urbana. Right? So yeah. within our own categories, they can give awards to, to, to artists. I that
0: mean, if they're not then, then...
1: Well, yeah, obviously. I don't know. But it's like... I, I, I do wonder, these people who are choosing this, what do they base themselves off of um, I mean, do do numbers even matter at some points? Because I mean, I feel like I I I don't know. This is just being me, and I, I and and I'm not doing any official research right here. Or, but I, I could be completely wrong. But I will put any any money that Oasis colores and yo hago lo que me da la gana, especially yo hago lo que me da la gana pulled more numbers than Un Canto por México Volume One. Would you bet a PS5 on that? I I you know what? Yes, I would. <laughs> although with my luck I, I i probably would end up losing it somehow even if i was right um but i don't know I, I i really am a little bit surprised as to how all of the all of the factors that need to be taken into consideration in order to give the um the person the award that would be an interesting kind of i don't know something if they were to come out and say look this is how we end up giving the award then it would be nice, but again, alas, we can um, we can sit here and debate as much as we want. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. But I, I, I did want to come and talk about that, like the fact that you know, two Grammys were given on the night, but it was two Grammys for our own kind of category, so it wasn't like right, you it know, we
0: anything groundbreaking.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Although it was groundbreaking and Let's talk a little bit about this. Was the best new artist oh, that God, ended up don't winning don't on the night? <laughs> so we um uh, we we let we read off the list and we thought, okay, names that catch out are obviously Anuel, Raul Alejandro, Casu, and we said, you know why why not throw in Mike Bahia? Right? He's done a little bit of reggaeton, so you know what? Let's uh let's let's just throw him in there for, for, for the for the lulls. And we thought, Anuel's got to win. He's got the biggest pool. He's got the biggest numbers out of all these people. It's a little unfair that they put Anuel here just so that he can win this Latin Grammy. Everyone gave this Latin Grammy. Not just us. Everyone in the Musica Urbana gave this Grammy to Anuel already. There was no podcast. There was no YouTube video that did not preview the Latin Grammys and did not give this award to Anuel. Anuel. And last week we were sitting here and we were criticizing the fact that, you know, why put Anuel here in this situation? And me and you joked around, Ivan, and said, well, you know what, at the end of the day, this could be all speculations and it might not even go to one of these artists. It might go to, and I said, well, it might, might just be Mike Bahia. And we laughed, we laughed about it and came to my surprise that on the night, the winner of the best new artist was in fact, Mike Bahia. I mean, got Kat- it. No,
2: no. <laughs> No, Candy, what, no. What is your,
0: okay, what is but, your okay, let me, okay well I'm gonna add uh you know question two point would you okay so whatever you have to I respond to that and then would you have given it to Anuel? No, no
2: and no. <laughs> no and no. No. <laughs> no, I think when we talked about this, we talked about why is Anuel in this new artist category because he should not be in this category and the person who should be should have won would in my opinion is Ra Alejandro. I mean hands down like he should have won this. Um, but yeah here comes Mike Bahia winning. Um, so uh, how disrespectful to Ra Alejandro. Raul Alejandro won Best New Artist. And just what a side comment on the best um, what is it the best urban album. Guys, I mean, Fade, Faith, Fade's album is bomb. So to all those are doing J. if you guys have not listened to Fade's album, volume one, you need to listen to it. But yes, Radejando um, should have won. That's all I got to say. I'm not even going to get into it. That's all I got to say.
1: <laughs> well, sure. I'm with you on that one, Kari. Um, Ivan, how did you, and, and I told you the moment that it happened, I, I texted you, I messaged you, and now it's like, you won't believe what just happened.
0: Well, to be honest, I'm really more familiar with Mike Bahia because of Gracie. That's really how, how I got put onto him. Um, and not to say that that's bad that you know, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, hurt his girl first and then hurt him. But um I don't know. Yeah, I was pretty shocked that it wasn't um it was in your boy, to be honest. And I because I mean in my mind I was, there's no way they can get this to another. Even though he has like you know like he was a bigger name on the list, but for that reason, like you're not, you're three albums in, bro. You're not a best new artist. You know, I mean, you might be like one of the better artists, you know, most influential artists or whatever, but you're not the best new artist of 2020. There's no way.
1: It, it yeah no I I I, I honestly th- but it goes and it goes back perfectly to what you were just saying, Ivan. The fact that the Academy wants to give this to someone with kind of a cleaner um kind of a cleaner image and all that stuff because when you think of mike Faya, you don't necessarily think oh you know he's he's not he's not the type to be like singing all this dirty nasty stuff that sometimes people associate other artists with doing so but i mean i i I don't know what what what, what's your thought in all of this
0: i mean yeah i I echo that i think that you know image is part of it i think that um I don't know. I mean, because like, if you think about it, like, who who do they have come perform? They had Raul Alejandro come perform, right? So it's kind of like he was already there. You could just give him the award. You know, I don't know. To me, that just makes the most, like, common sense. But clearly, that's not too common.
1: No, yeah, you're right. I I, I agree. You know, he was there. He was performing. I think that they could have definitely have, you know, done something there. But it's it's, it's a little bit crazy. I don't know. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Mike Baez is the winner. And we just kind of have to live with that fact that he won, right? And I mean, we can make an argument for Rao. We can make an ar- argument for Casu. Heck, we can even make an argument for Anuel why he should be ahead of Mike Bahia, right? But uh, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, and yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I-, I like him. I like his vocals. He's a good artist. But is he the best artist of 2020 in regards to, this, to these new cats? I-, I I don't think so. I'm with you, though. Hashtag Team Rao Alejandro. Um, and unfortunately... It was, uh, it's just not going to happen. And and I don't, and I think that's the most unfortunate thing is because sometimes for these newer artists, it's a little bit harder to come back and get on that Grammy list. You know, it's not like you just can, I mean, obviously you can work hard and, and all that stuff, but we know as an artist, sometimes, you know, that's kind of your one shot and you think, you know, I, this is a really good chance for me. And then all of a sudden it's like, you get a little bit snubbed because of your own genre and now it's just like, well, now I gotta work even three, four times as hard to come back and get on an album list and and or a best new sing or best song of the year, whatever the case may be. And we know that as an artist, especially as a new artist, that's the most difficult thing to do because you have you know contracts with different record companies, different record labels, and maybe sometimes you're not even guaranteed an album, maybe you're just guaranteed a couple of singles, and then you know they just kind of go off of that and I mean, it, it it is a bit frustrating, I would imagine. But uh, I I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Anuel was not in his chair when they were about to announce the winner of best new artist. So he was nowhere to be seen at the moment, uh, which I thought was very interesting. I think he had already seen or he had already pursued what the um what the night was going to unfold for him. Like you mentioned, zero and seven for him. It's uh it's, it's I don't know. It's quite an interesting thing, but ultimately, that was um, that was a funny moment, though, because we kind of predicted the future there, but I don't
0: know. I mean, it's not too hard to predict these days. You know, Like you, you, you've you seen their trend over the last few years. It's kind of like, all right, we already know how it's going to go. I'm still going to watch, but you know how it's going to go.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I, I, I agree with you. but uh, it's, it's almost like the,
0: the Premio de uh-huh. metro is more like a better... Mm Hmm. Like not only production, but like the awards. I feel like are awarded a little more fair.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes people will criticize the Billboard Awards, but you know, I think even then, well, we'll, we'll, you know. But you're right. I think the like Premios Nuestros and Premios Juventud. Those are usually more for the uh for the performances and not really much for the awards. But it really comes together as like a really nice, fair place to go and try to get something right. It's not like oh. We're going to snub you because of your genre or whatever. But let's just let's quickly recap one uh, one last two categories that we talked about. Record of the year going to Alejandro Sanz, Contigo. And uh, we all thought China might be winning that one or maybe even Rojo or potentially Tusa. And then, of course, um, Song of the Year going to René by Residente. So those were uh, two interesting things. Uh, Ivan, what did you think, René? winning that one song of the year i know you're a residente fan so i do um think that he uh he pulled it off to you know get past uh Tusa?
0: i think that Rene, um which is his name residente uh, i think that he's the most deco- i think he's one of the most decorated artists grammy wise um so sticking with the whole conspiracy theory that we got going here I don't know if maybe this was just another situation where, like, oh, well, it's our guy. You know, he's pulling out good work. He's humanitarian. He's standing up for his pueblo, you know, or whatever. Give it to him. I don't know. Uh, I think the song is good. I think his body, I've always been a fan of his body of work. I know it's too political for some people. It's too kind of like uh, raw and emotional for some people because I think that people just associate him with like what Calle it was. Very yeah. driven, very fun. Very kind of like um what's the word? Like very word you know, fun wordplay. Um and then solo as a solo artist, that's kind of not really his thing. He's more like he's spitting lines and he really wants to get you to think, wants you to kind of be like, you know, active about the injustices that we're seeing in the world. So I really like that and admire that about him because I think that he's using his platform really well for that. So I'm happy for the guy. Um personally, Tusa to me wasn't you know a really big song. I didn't really vibe with it like that. I know Kari was all about <laughs> it. I know that she, you know, was in the music video and everything. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. To me, Tusa wasn't uh, the banger that everybody thought it was, which is fine. I know that's the ladies' anthem, so I'm going to let the lady over here speak to that one.
2: <laughs> you, How can you not like Tusa? I feel like Tusa just, it really grew on me. I feel like the first time I listened to it, first couple of times, actually, I was like, I'm not feeling it, but it grew on me, and it stuck to me, like, record. And I think, you know, hence that, I, I don't know. To me, Dusa is just, like, you can play it over and over again to me, and you're going to hit the notes, and you're going to, like, want to, like, dance to it, and then just, like, okay, replay it again. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Dusa fan, so to me, Dusa should have won. But, you know, who listens to me nowadays? Because, obviously, <laughs> I think means don't, so... I don't think they're
1: listening to anyone these days, Cudi. But um,
2: I don't know. It was an interesting
1: performing though. Performance though, we did get to hear Tusa at the Latin Grammys. No Nicki Minaj though. Um, but still, Karo G put out a pretty good performance. Um, did you think
0: it was good? Did you guys think it was good? I thought the coolest part really was there was like an all women band. I thought that. Yeah, was that,
1: I thought that was really. I thought the visuals were, were really nice. Um, I thought just the. I mean, Carol G is not known for like you know dancing and performing doing all these kind of moves she's just doing her thing she's singing right but i do feel like this uh i don't know her hand movement was a little weird i wouldn't say that but she... i was like girl you did not coordinate that very well did you
0: <laughs> she was trying to get that Rosalia on it didn't work out
2: yeah it didn't work at all <laughs> that oh God. like an a1 a1 for that she's beautiful she does uh,
1: she is she
0: is she up like i got you with a tutorial tomorrow
1: <laughs> a, a day too late is what i'm saying because uh yeah that did not really pan out for me but i thought you know it's, like god said good catchy song um it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty well performance at the end of the day the visuals were very nice um like we mentioned those hand movements were a little bit questionable but uh, you know carol g doing her thing out there performing um i know she was nominated for four Grammys, ended up not taking any home. So that was an interesting one. So we'll see. But um, yeah, that, that I mean, that pretty much wraps up the line Grammys for us. I mean, we're a little disappointed, but not surprised at the outcome because it's been kind of the same story very much repetitively for as long as we can remember, right? Hence why we had a strike last year. Um, we thought the Latin Grammys may be kind of trying to re, kind of vindicate themselves from that and say, you know what, we're going to give you guys a little bit more of a fair shot. But as all things in 2020 have been going, we knew that that probably wasn't going to happen. So unfortunately, um, our genre again, whilst it will carry the the music and the industry and the records and the record label. It will continue to carry them forward and it will drive their numbers up and it will continue to feed all of them because it, it it practically does. Unfortunately, we end up scrapping at the end of the day at the table because it's just the negative connotation that is still probably attached to this genre, which is quite unfortunate, to be honest, um, because whilst m- many people think, oh, it's just, it's just a bunch of people just singing about vulgar stuff. And actually sit down and actually try to listen to these artists and actually list try to understand their background understand the culture of where they come from and 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 whilst many people seem it as, see it as a bit of well less now than it was earlier but a bit of taboo you know when you go down and you look at what this kind of culture is musically speaking sometimes you don't have to take the lyrics so literally and just kind of just enjoy good music for good music. And I think at the end of the day, um, a lot of people will, I mean, they'll agree or they won't agree, but at the end of the day, the numbers are there to showcase that reggaeton is and will continue to be um, what pushes this industry forward. But any last words in regards to Latin Grammys before we kind of jump on into our next big hot topic? No, I see a lot of shaking heads. Okay, I hope you guys agree with at least what we had to say in regards to the recap of it. Still a lot of fun. We, uh, who knows? Maybe one day we'll be down there at the Latin Grammys, partner ourselves as well. That would be quite fun. And then maybe then, then will we have more Musica Urbana winners. That would be quite the night. But let's talk a little bit more about a huge news that has broken in the Musica Urbana. And that is the announcement of Anuel that he is going to retire. And now the question is: Is he actually going to retire? Is he going to take like a sabbatical? Is he going to be like the Landon Donovan of reggaeton? And he's going to take a year to find himself. Is 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 that going to be the case, or are we officially seeing Anuel hang up the mic and call it a just call it a time?
0: Kyle, I'm gonna let you go first.
2: I don't know, guys. I don't know. I feel like it's like a PR stunt. I mean, I feel like maybe he has been off you know and i think mentally maybe he's not that well but i mean who could say that we all are mentally stable at this point after this year maybe he's going through stuff that we don't get um it just came out of nowhere um i mean not too long ago his song what is it yeah he, he had a song with someone else it just came out like two weeks ago um so i don't know if he just, like, maybe the other projects that he's had aligned, is that still going to continue, even though he's retiring? Pre-recorded ones or he's just done? I don't know if this is true or not. The whole, like, you know, is he still with Kettle G situation? I mean, nothing. It's, like, a whole lot. So, I don't know. I really don't know what to believe if he's retired or not. It could be a PR style. I mean, look at Conor McGregor. He's retired, like, what, four times? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure about this one. But what do y'all <laughs>
1: think? I mean, you're right. I, I I think you put it in perfect context. You know, there's a lot surrounding him right now that, I mean, it might just be that he needs a little bit of a breathing room.
0: And I think that that's perfectly fine. But then, like, is it then premature to be, like, dramatic and be like, oh, I need to retire. Like, come on, man. Like, listen, there's always so, okay, like, if we backtrack a little bit, right? He got out of prison, what, two years ago? Yep. Two years
2: ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? And. Everything he's done for the handed on two years is ridiculous. It is ridiculous, uh, despite of you know maybe personal opinions or uh, personal takes on his music or his album. Uh, the way he's been able to climb to the top of the ladder of the reggaeton world and the trap world. Um, I do put that in quotes because y'all can't see me, but you know the trap world allegedly. Um, in that amount of time, I think is uh it's noteworthy it's worth pointing out that i don't know how many other artists can do that and i think that um and i've had this conversation with a lot of people and i kind of said like if you think about like the human like us as humans right like we weren't meant to be famous like we weren't meant to be able to handle fame and all the things that come with it you know and it's more than just like the attention like literally like all the things that come with fame I don't really, I truly believe that we weren't meant to handle that. So some of these artists, you think, oh, you got all the money, you know, you got, like, the trophy wife, you got, like, whatever. You know, you start listening to these things, like, how could you not be happy? And it's just, like, kind of like how you said, bottom line, I think I know he's in a place where mental health maybe isn't, um, you know, being taken care of. And therefore, he needs to take a moment and step away. I mean, on the 29th of October, he actually posted on Instagram a couple, you know, a few words and kind of pretty much where he even sounds like he's all over the place. Yeah. um in which he's saying you know like some days i need love some days i want to save the world some days i want to drown you know it's kind of like oh man like is this guy okay you know and i think that that's like a red flag it's a, it's a sign for, it's a cry for help and so despite of you know how maybe sometimes i hate him on songs because i feel like he's yelling at me um or whatever i'm always be. talking about a richer millie are always talking about, yeah, man, what, what? man. That's a, that's another episode, bro. I could go on forever on that stuff, but for real, anyways. Um, I really wish the man well. I hope that he, um, uh, you know, finds what he has to find. I know that he had said he found God allegedly. If that's really the case or not the case, I don't know, man. But anyone, and this to anyone, anyone going through something through mental mental health mental struggles, like f- go take a moment, remove yourself, find yourself. Like whatever it is, it'll be right there when you come back. You know. Including the Richard Millie.
1: <laughs> including that. Well, we know that those usually don't go anywhere. Um, you guys can't see this, but Kari is just continuously non stopping since I said the whole Richard Millie stuff. And it's, no, it's hard no, not, no. To mean, not to try not to laugh. Been,
2: I've been saying, you know, sometimes I feel like he's yelling at me. Like, <laughs> I felt that.
0: <laughs> Am I lying though? Like, sometimes you listen to the songs, and it's like, ah, nah, like, what, dude, bro? Relax. Like, I'm trying to listen to you on headphones. Like, you know, I gotta put the volume down now. Like, <laughs> like relax, man. It's like listening to Meek Mill in English. Like, Meek Mill's always yelling at
1: me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does feel like that a little bit with him. It does feel like he's just, uh, something a little bit too loud. Um, I don't know how they, I don't know how, I don't know how his production team does it doesn't make sure that we don't you know completely explode on the headphones but uh yeah no. but but, but going back a little bit more back to the topic Gotti with uh w- with this whole kind of situation with anuel and his retirement and all this stuff in regards to his word obviously he came out with a song recently um and, and he where he kind of gave a little bit more of a Kind of a closer look as to what he was dealing with, right? At one of the big things surrounding one of the, uh, why he wants to retire um, is because that he wants to spend more time with his son. He feels like he isn't a part of his life anymore. He feels that um, that that you know he's never there for him. That he, he doesn't even feel right that another man is 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 helping raise his child and all that stuff. And so he really wants to be part of you know that aspect of his kid's life, which is it's, it's understandable as as a, as a parent, as a father, I'm sure, you know, anyone listening to this can attest to that, you know, your kids are by far the most important thing in your life. So you want to be a big part of there Um and, and you want to be there for those moments. You don't want to be, you know, missing out because you were on tour and your kid was, I don't know, winning a championship for a sport or a decathlon, whatever the case may be. You want to be present in their lives. And I get that. And that's why we don't really say anything in regards to, okay, if this is one of the reasons why you want to do this, then that's fine. But like you mentioned that, you know, don't overblow the situation. Just be straight up forward about it. Be like, this is why. And just say if you are going to be retiring, that you're retired. Or that if you are just going to take a sabbatical, that you're going to take a sabbatical. Like, it's understandable.
0: Yeah, I would even add that you don't even have to say anything. I mean, you just put on an album two months ago. You know, like or three months ago, like you just put on an album yeah. not, within six months. You don't have to say anything like just, yo, man, you didn't get any Grammys for sure. Like, go take a vacation. Like, I don't know. Go play basketball with your kid. Like, whatever you got, like, just go do it. You know what's Yeah, the, that's kind of my thing. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like what Kaisa, like it makes you it makes you more suspect. It makes you question like this is a poli- uh, pu- public pulici- publicity stunt publicity stunt publicity stunt, because of the fact that he is like being so like outspoken and like got to announce it and post it on social media like i mean i think that you can look at any great artist um which i think that him and our hand we have to, we'd have to consider him that um and finding balance is hard you know i mean yeah. especially, when, especially when you live your life with you know carol g as you know the camera on her all day so do you So, like, you literally don't get any privacy ever because anywhere you go, it's like you know, cameras anywhere you plus and cattle, yeah. You know, so it's kind of like I I can understand it. It's probably I mean, I actually can't because I'm you know I'm not on this level, but I can (laughs) imagine that it would be very difficult to live a day-to-day life and kind of feel like you have privacy when
1: everywhere you go, it's just cameras. Yeah, and I mean his haircut, you can specifically spot him out as to who he is, so it's not like he can hide. And or anything like that, but he is um. It, it is an interesting thing that he kind of kind of, in a way, plays the victim of it all, right? Like saying yeah. "boohoo me, look at me, feel bad for me," and I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Like you said, Ivan, he should have just not put anything out for like a year, and we would have been like, "Oh, where's noise What's he doing?" And we would just question that. We would have been like, "Why isn't he in the studio? Why isn't he working? Why isn't he... like?" It would just been like man's doing anything. I mean, I'm this. I'm, I'm not. I'm not comparing the artists because there's no way on earth I would ever compare these two. But no one ever criticizes Yankee for not putting out a song within four or five months from time. Like, it's just like, and no one's even questioning it. It's just like, oh, it's gonna happen, and when it happens, you know that it's just it's gonna be a good song, right? But you're not just like, oh, why isn't Yankee in the studio? Why isn't Yankee producing this? Why isn't he doing that? Like, you know, like it's just, and 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 it's crazy because we can talk about this on another episode, but Arcangel once said in an interview, he said, "Um, I I know how to move myself in this industry smart. I'm not like these new kids that are producing music week in week out and always putting something out every week or every two weeks. He's like, I know my voice is my voice and people like my voice. So in order to keep people liking my voice, I, I'm. I have to refrain from putting out work so constant. I have to let them kind of miss it a little bit, so that way when I come back out, they're gonna be like, "This sounds good. We we were we, we were missing this, and, and and all that stuff." And maybe that's some approach that Anuel could have definitely have done. But now that he's kind of overblown the situation, like, "Hey, I'm retiring, guys. Like, I'm done with this. Like, I." I got no friends in this industry. Everyone's fake. I just thought it was interesting that he also re- kind of, you know, reestablished a little bit of that relationship with Osuna. We knew that they were, they were kind of on opposite terms. And all of a sudden he comes, and I was like, yeah, the two people that always helped me when I got out or while I was in jail was Osuna and Karoji G and all that stuff. And now that he's kind of like, you know, overblown all of this, he's like, no, yeah, Osuna was always there. And I, I don't know. He's, he's an interesting character by, but, by far, I mean, go. I know you had something to say.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say. Well, I mean, everything you just to say, like, listen to the roller coaster emotion and all that. Like, yeah, it's just like it's never constant with that guy. It's you know, it's always really high, really low, and I really wouldn't doubt that. Like, I don't know, maybe he has like a bad Christmas in January first. Like, somebody crosses his path. Like, oh, well, I'm gonna put out a diss track now. Like, what? Like, come on, my guy, relax. Like, it's okay. And I think that that's really kind of like, again, he's either a hundred in or he's like a hundred out and it's just no in between with him. And I don't know. It's just like the energy seems to be kind of like all over the place with him. And again, I think that he could be completely fine taking a step back, but then just do that. Just take a step back. You don't have to announce it because then the moment you do want to put music out again or you do want to be involved as a, you know, I don't know, maybe he, maybe he does like other artists and like starts producing or whatever. Now it's kind of like, wait, wait a minute. Weren't you retired? Like, I thought you said you were done doing this, you know? And it's kind of like now it becomes like a like like it becomes like a saga of like, well, what's he going to say next? What's he going to do next? Which goes back to what Kari said. Like, it's just kind of suspect. Like, it makes you really question his genuine motives.
1: No, it, and, and, it generally does. And, and it wouldn't be surprising if, for some reason, come January, we see Anuel come back with something like, ah, you guys thought I was done, this, that, and then boom. Yeah, he goes.
0: He gonna go Jay Z on us.
1: He's gonna start yelling in our ears again. just like again that. In that Ivan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. This, this guy's <laughs> quite the character. Well, we'll see what happens. But I mean, let's let's just put it up to vote here. Do you guys think this is the end of Anuel? Is this is this it? Is Anuel done? Is he officially retiring? No. No. I don't think no. so either. We've seen it plenty of too times.
0: Too many colleagues in the industry, his wife's in the industry. Um, it's just there's too many connections to just be like cold turkey, I'm gone.
1: Yeah, no, and and and, and, and look. You have to go back to his story like he, this guy was in jail but he was still making music like he had a production team working with him while he was in in jail like he would record songs from the phone like he had like one shot to go because those phone calls would get expensive right so he's like I got to do it on the first try like this man is vested into the into the industry and I think he's just trying to spin this in a way where he's like what's gonna benefit me at the end of the day if it does end up going down, you know? So we'll see. Although, it'd be interesting for all of you listening to let us know what you guys think in regards to this unknown situation. Do you guys believe he is? Do you guys believe he isn't? Maybe we'll do a poll on Twitter. And if you guys want to be part of that poll, make sure you guys go check out over on the Hangeo podcast at the Hangeo, And you guys can uh, vote in regards to that poll and tell us whether or not you think Anuel is officially done or is he going to be the uh, Conor McGregor of reggaeton? And he's just going to come back time and time again. But it's not the first time that we hear artists saying, I'm done. I'm going to retire. I mean, what we had, um, we had Bad Bunny for a little bit saying that he might retire. We had Farruko. I remember Farruko said that he was going to be done by the age of 30. And look at this man right now. He's still doing it. He's still doing it out there. Um Let's see. I mean, I mean, there's so many countless examples, of that, you know, so we'll, we'll 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 see what happens. But I don't think um I don't think this is the end of Anuel. So if you're a fan, don't worry, he's back. If you're not, unfortunately, I'm sorry, he will be back. But uh, any any last words on Anuel? because I know we can we definitely need to have a whole episode about the man. That's an interesting story. You can't deny that whether he's taking the right steps, that's a whole different discussion, but uh, any last words on him?
0: Yeah, I think that he's, uh, it's worth going into details with that guy, but I think that also, um, it's just, I don't know, it's character, you know, at the end of the day, to me, it's character, how you go about things, how you want to be viewed, he clearly cares a lot about that a lot, um, and again, if it's, I'm just going to really just end with saying, like, if it's mental health, as I urge anybody and everybody, if it's mental health, take care of that, because, I mean, we all got our own things. He got, you know, obviously different levels. He's, you know, got all the eyes on him. But um, mental health, I think, is important. I think it's uh, underrated. I think people don't pay enough attention to that. It's, like, taboo, you know, in our cultura to, like, not talk about that. Or to be like, I'll oh, just get over it. But it's just, like, mental health can really, you know, do a number on you. And if that's what it is with him, or even if it's not, I really hope that the guy gets the help he yeah. needs, goes, like I said, goes on vacation. I don't know. Just maybe... Does he got he has to do to kind of come back or if he's gonna come back or just kind of live a happy life, man?
1: Yeah, no, and 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 that's what I expect that he will definitely get the right help. I mean, he's got the resources, so he, we know that he's capable of, of of getting the help that he needs. And hopefully, at the end of the day, it's um, we're looking at uh, who knows. Maybe he comes back and he's a uh, ten times better of an artist because of it. You know, you never know these things. We'll see. Maybe he stops yelling, um, but I, I highly doubt it. I really do. I mean, that's a whole nother topic. Can he actually sing? Is is? I mean, he had quite the vocals at the Latin Grammys, but how much of that was that pre uh, preset mic already doing a lot of work for him? So we'll have to wait and see. I know, Kari, you are definitely not a fan of him at a live show. <laughs> you said it time and time again. But any last words in regards to Tano, Kari?
2: Uh, No, I think Ivan H. is, is, I think we're kind of on the same page that whatever's going on needs to address it and not put it out there. Um, Not in a bad way, but I think it's attention seeking and maybe he needs to prioritize what's important. If what's important is his kids, then maybe he needs to get off of social media and focus on that and focus on himself for a bit and just take himself away from the spotlight for a bit. There's nothing wrong with that. He needs to be kind of more mature about it um, than the way he's going about it. So, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely will. And I think he has to remember that he is a role model, not only just for his kid, but for so many people that look up to him and to kind of set this example, isn't really doing him any justice at the end of the day. But again, we're only here to kind of speculate on what's going on. And until we actually get confirmation from his, the artist himself, we'll have to wait and see. But Again, thank you so much to the both of you. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. Glad that we're able to come back and do this again. And uh, can't wait for the next episode, guys. Likewise. All right, then. Okay. All right, well, we'll leave you guys to it. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week to talk about who knows what, but I will tell you what it is going to be around. It's going to be about reggaeton y la música urbana. So make sure you guys tune in next week, and we'll talk more stuff here. On the hang hope you guys have a wonderful time takes uh stay safe uh take all your precautions and by the way happy Thanksgiving from the um the hangel hopefully you guys enjoy your turkey Alrighty then everyone have a wonderful time be safe until next time take care and as always two <laughs> <laughs> hey yo. Give low
0: ladies and five. gentlemen you were not tuned
2: in